Welcome to Profiles in Business. My name is Kyle Marshall. You know, Robin Devine has had to spend a lot of time explaining exactly what the lymph system does in the human body, which maybe for some would become old after a while, but she loves talking about this type of stuff. In this episode, you're going to hear about how me and her both have this love affair of marine biology, but also we get to learn how she went from being a massage therapist all the way up now to running her own practice that focuses on the lymph system. And luckily, Robin is sitting right here across from me. So, Robin Devine, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, we are here in the lovely Lymph Balance Center in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. I'm very excited to kind of talk with you a little bit, but I think we need to start there first and foremost. Yeah. Uh, I think that perhaps, and I'll speak for myself because I'm a big dummy, I've heard of the lymph system in humans from like biology in high school. I'm impressed because most people haven't. So keep going. But <laughs> I, I was going to say, but that is where it stops. I don't really know what it does. So when you open something called the Lymph Balance Center, what does that actually mean? So to start off with, so I've been a massage therapist for over 20 years now. I'm a huge anatomy geek. It's like my favorite thing. And I love playing Trivial Pursuit when the anatomy biology stuff comes up because I kick ass. But which is part of the anatomy, which is part of the anatomy stuff. And I love it. So I went to massage school and I fell in love with all the anatomy, the physiology, how the human body works. They, they touched on it. And I mean, like they touched on it in the sense of like two hours in one day over the course of two full years. And so you came out of it going, yeah, I know there's a lymph system and it's important, but what the flip, right? Like we don't mm -hmm. really know. You know, I did my massage thing for a couple of years and then I sort of I walked into a class that I needed to get credits because, you know, we got to keep learning. And it was the lymph. And I was amazed at how intricate and how much it makes sense. That's where the whole passion for the lymphatic system started. It's such common sense. And when I explain it to clients, they go, holy crap, why has nobody ever told me that before? Because your lymph system is really this amazing recycling system. And so its job is when you push out nutrients and oxygen and food to all of your cells anywhere in your body, they give off waste products. And back in high school, they used to tell us that, oh, you know, your veins will pick it up and life is good. It's actually completely false. And it's actually been discovered like back in 2009 that 99% of all that waste is your lymphatic system picking it up. Hmm. So when you don't have a really healthy functioning lymphatic system, you are just collecting waste and fluid and stuff all throughout your body. So your lymphatic system takes all that waste and it takes it to lymph nodes. And lymph nodes are like this amazing cleaning center, like a water treatment plant. Its job is to just clean and filter and keep the useful stuff and get rid of the bad stuff and attack the invaders. And then eventually it just gets dumped back in your bloodstream, like this amazing recycling process. And nobody gives it the credit. Mm. That it deserves because when it's unhappy, it's really bad. <laughs> well, well, talk about that. Yeah. Your unhappy lymph nodes. Yeah. Like what are some common side effects if your lymph nodes are not being the yeah. most happy in your body? Well, and that's how most people know lymph nodes. They know lymph nodes because they've gone to the doctor. They have a cold or something sore in their throat. And the doctor goes and touches underneath their jaw and their chin. And they go, oh, that's tender. And those are lymph nodes. And they're mm -hmm. doing their job. So when lymph nodes are are tender and you're sick, that's a sign of a very healthy functioning lymphatic system. It's telling me it's doing its job. But 
you know, there's other things like you, you can get viral infections, you can get bacterial infections, all the really common ones. We even have times that lymph nodes just get enlarged for no reason whatsoever. And it's just, you know, that's a bad day or a year or what have you. But really less common than that is like, you know, cancer or neoplastic growth or anything like that. So the great part is that generally when a lymph node is tender and sore, it's working for you. So having lymph nodes that are sore is kind of actually a really good sign that your immune system is doing something great for you. But anything that impairs your body's ability to fight off infection, that's going to affect your lymphatic system. So super important, I yeah. think, at least like <laughs> it makes sense to me. I don't know why right. it's a mystery to so many other people, but. Well, I have some more questions about that. But, I love it. But, but going back in time, just a little bit. Just a little. Did you grow up in Calgary? I did. I was born and raised here. Oh, okay. I'm one of those few, like, oh, I think unicorns. there's five of us. Yeah, I think I know. there's five. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I was I was born here and then we lived here for a while. I We did move to Cochrane mm -hmm. for a short period which of time. Which is just outside Which of is pretty much like, yeah. <laughs> you know, Calgary subset. And so, I went to high school there, but then I moved right back to the city. Mm -hmm. And so, I love this city. I actually, as much as I've traveled, which I've traveled a lot for teaching and working with the lymph system. I still can't imagine really living anywhere else. So I feel pretty lucky that way. A question I always like to ask is, do you recall the first thing in your life that you ever became obsessed with? Yeah. If I had followed what I wanted to be in like middle school, high school, I was going to be a marine biologist. Oh, wow. I wanted to like live and talk and, and work with like whales and dolphins. And to this day, I still, I, I know mm -hmm. way too much about marine biology. Um, <laughs> And the funny part for me is, you know, it always comes back to water. You know, we always make the joke, oh, I'm a Pisces and oh, right. you know, I love blue and great. Well, I wanted to be a marine biologist and now I work with like the waters of the human body. So mm -hmm. it just feels right. I love if I could just live in the water and just body surf all day, I think I'd be in bliss. There's a reason why if I went to a wave pool right now, I'd be stuck there for too long. Okay, They couldn't gotcha. get me out. I like the water. Did you ever so, pursue the marine biology? I did. Well, so I got really into it and um, our family, we did a lot of scuba diving and we were connected with the University of Calgary mm -hmm. and their marine biology program. So I actually went out to Bamfield, which is the research station on Vancouver Island. I did the same thing. I saw yeah. about to ask. See? So. <laughs> so I was in high school and I would go with the university group that went with my, the, the connections that we had with scuba diving. We go out to Bamfield, they'd go scuba diving and I'd go in and I'd do research and I mm -hmm. would like do little, not experiments, but just sort of like learning about the different functionalities and work with the researchers just for fun. And it was such a weird but awesome experience because it's just, who does that in high school, right? Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> like, this is why I feel special too, because in my high school, uh, my biology teacher offered this for a couple of semesters that I could, you could take an elective of marine biology. And so you learned a little bit about that, but then there was this special trip you went on out to Banfield yeah. To, you know, look at the, this is the first time I saw like bioluminescence because they took us out onto the water to watch like the Absolutely. creatures light up. And then he did like the whale watching thing and stuff. I always feel a bit, maybe every group does the same thing and they just tell you it's special. I don't know. But they said it was super special because the gray whales were breaching. Yes. So they're jumping and falling back. It's like, this doesn't happen all the time. No, no. Well, and like I remember too, because we've done a couple trips out there because again, we were just big into yeah. scuba diving. And when you live in Canada... Yeah, why not? <laughs> you go to the West Coast or you go to like a really cold ass lake in Alberta. So yeah, so we went out to Vancouver Island too and I did the same. I was kayaking near Euclid and Tofino and we had whale gray whales go underneath our kayaks and stuff. Mm. And just, I don't know. I don't know how you can't be just in awe of those 
animals and like just the the ocean itself is just well amazing yeah. the, the the ocean both terrifies me because i never i don't like the idea of like swimming out in the middle of the ocean you don't that, know what's below I you don't know what's below yeah me. but in a boat and stuff I'm, I'm fine but then when you see like a whale in the wild it's like oh i am so small and insignificant yeah <laughs> this is so wild to have like that giant thing out there yeah like again it's just it's one of those things like you know my my kids are really they love learning about the ocean and it's something mm-hmm. we talk about all the time and the, my son his favorite thing he's goes you know, we know less about the oceans than we do about space and stuff like that. And I said, I feel like that with the limp system because yeah. I feel like I'm constantly trying to educate people because nobody understands it. So it's just the magnitude, like, you know, the extreme big or the extreme small. Right. It's just, it's so amazing. We just yeah. don't look at it. I well, love it. Well, well, to that point then, like, what are some of those common misconceptions that people come in? Either they think they understand or they, this is brand new information. That it's they're brand getting. new information for most. Yeah. Um, you know, lymphatics sort of has come up in the last, I'm going to say easily the last 10 years as being sort of like a buzz word. There's more videos, there's more YouTubes, there's more articles, there's more TikToks and all that about the lymphatic system than there ever was. And so a lot of the times, you know, people think it's just, it's only when you get really, really sick. Mm. It's only when extreme cases, you know, you watch those TV shows about the really, really big families or the people who weigh extremes amount. And a lot of times those are lymphatic conditions. They're just underrated as, or, you know, put out there as being just fat and Mm. heavy. But a lot of times when we watch them, it's actually more lymphatic stuff. So, you know, um, we see people generally, rarely at the very beginning of their health journey, it's more of, I've tried everything else mm-hmm. and I've heard this might help. So I'm here. Under duress. And then, and then they're looking at you going, you have one session to make this happen. And I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah. Because it doesn't in that way. But, you know, we do a lot about educating because you're not going to make the changes that you need to make to feel better. If you don't understand how your system works. Mm-hmm. And I think that with all healthcare, you know, if I'm talking nutrition, if you don't understand how your gut works, you're not going to understand what you need to do to change it. If you don't understand how your lymph system works. You're not going to listen when I tell you, look, compression socks are kind of beneficial when you go into a plane. It's really important to elevate your legs or when your feet swell, that's your body trying to tell you it can't handle this, right? right. We do a lot of educating and you know, slowly building my YouTube channel repertoire and uh-huh. trying to get into, you know, obviously podcasting because this is yeah. amazing. So, but so you mentioned already that you have been doing massage therapy for over 20 years. Yeah. Was lymph always a part of that or what was the change? When did you start being like, I need to start adding this yeah. into the. So, into like this. I said, they teach you a little bit in massage school, mm-hmm. but it's really for most massage therapists, they go, Oh, I don't do lymph. You need to go find somebody else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everybody's taught it. But like I said, two hours is like, whew, you got a lot. I fell in love with it because it just, it's its non-invasive. It's super light. It's never painful. And you can work on infants, which we do, all the way up to like 105-year-olds, which we do. And it's never painful. And it gets such freakishly good results for as light of a therapy as it is. Mm-hmm. And I love it when people go, well, does it actually work? And I said, no, I built an entire clinic with 12 therapists doing mostly lymph, of course it works. It, <laughs> it works amazing. And, you know, from that course, I literally just, I took every class I could. I traveled to the US to take classes. I traveled different places in Canada to take classes. And I just, I literally was in this process of trying to slowly convert all of my clients to just try five, just try five minutes of your massage. I know you love your massage. Mm-hmm. Just give me five minutes. And it just slowly became this 
this amazing transition to a point where, you know, 2015, which was like six years ago, I went whole hog into lymphedema, which is when the lymph system gets broken. And it is the most extreme kind of lymphatic conditions out there. And I was always sort of scared to work with it, to be honest, because it's very intimidating. If you go online and you type in lymphedema, you don't see a little swollen hand. You see one arm is three times the size of the other. Right. And you see somebody who can't walk, they have to put their foot onto a skateboard because their foot's that heavy, they can't lift it. So I was always scared out of my shorts to go and work with mm -hmm. lymphedema, but I took the course and again, just as is my track record, fell completely in love with it. And within two years, I was like, I can't do this anymore out of my basement. Like I am full, I've got this long wait list and I'm not able to help as many people as I need to. And it just at that moment became this, it was that like, I need to change the world kind of a feel. Mm -hmm. You know, I could have just started off with two therapists in like a little clinic in the middle of like a strip mall or something. <laughs> and everything in my gut was like, no, you got to just, you got to jump off the cliff and trust that it's deep enough in the water for you to survive the hit. And so we went into this huge seven treatment room clinic. I got 10 therapists and three staff and we just went at it. And it's been almost four years and it's just, mm -hmm. it keeps growing. It keeps growing, yeah, yeah. It keeps growing. So it's just, it's extremely satisfying to see that we're able to help as many people as we can. And like you said too, it's, it's going the whole range of ages here too, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we see kids all the time, um, lymphedema. You can be born with it. So we do see children who have it. Is it something though that like time on lymphedema specifically, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to phrase this properly. Is it something that you fix or that you just manage throughout your life? Unfortunately, it's a managing thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's been so many developments of ways to manage it more effectively. They've started coming up with some amazing micro surgeries. Mm -hmm. They've come up with some lymph node transplants, which is really promising. There's even some whispers of a medication that helps <laughs> with how your body deals with the plasma proteins, which is like really going into detail. But so far, you know, the golden standard is what we do, which is called complex decongestive therapy. And it's the gold standard around the world. The great part is once we get you to a management stage, it's a, it's a maintenance thing. Right. So if we educate you and you understand how your system works, and I tell you why we're using the things that we're doing, and we spend lots of time answering questions and going through it, you're going to probably understand why it's important to do those things and you're going to get really great results. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, there's no cure for it yet, right. which sucks. For the people that are listening though, are there symptoms that they or someone in their family might be having that they're like, oh, like that's a lymph thing that you should probably recommend them yeah. coming for? So like lymphedema is an extreme thing, right? Yeah. Like that's when somebody gets lymph nodes after cancer surgery yeah. and they've had to take lymph nodes out. You know, for the first 10 years of my practice, I didn't touch lymphedema. I worked on everything else. So I worked on anything that had to do with swelling. So, you know, you get carpal tunnel syndrome, there's swelling in your hands. Mm -hmm. You're getting sinus irritation and infections. That's inflammation. That's lymphatics. You're getting um, cankles. You know, unfortunately, as we get mm -hmm. older, you know, the, the feet start to swell by the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Goes away through the night, but then it comes back. Right. That's a lymphatic issue. Right. So anything where there is some kind of swelling, whether it's like after surgery, you know, that swelling that sticks around and maybe for some people doesn't go away, that's a lymph issue. Anything that's got inflammation, swelling, et cetera, those are those are our things. That's what we deal with. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of, you know, skin conditions, eczema, psoriasis, 
Um, there's a lot of arthritis. So like somebody has rheumatoid arthritis or joint pain, mm -hmm. osteoarthritis, all of those pieces come together and that's inflammation. The way that we say this is that anywhere you have blood in your body, mm -hmm. you have lymph. So there's very few areas you actually don't like. We don't have it in the cornea of our eye right, right. and we don't have it, you know, in the cartilage, wherever there's blood, there's lymph and anywhere where there's congestion or swelling, generally it's a lymph issue. How about if I just think my friend has a big head? Should I re <laughs> refer Swollen them to you? egos yeah. are a little different. Okay. Um, you know, <laughs> but it's one of those things that, you know, some people are coming in for cosmetic reasons, you know, lots of puffiness under the eyes, feeling like, you know, their tissue's sagging because they're getting older. And that's true. That's congestion mm -hmm. that's stuck in sagging skin. And we can help minimize that. I'm never ever going to say I can reverse that. <laughs> right, right. That would be, I could charge so much more. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that, you know, if you follow a Facebook group or whatever and somebody's like, oh, I've got this problem, I'm feeling like it's, I'm congested or my something's swollen, that's that's what we do. Say there's a young kid out there talking like high school age who is thinking like, this, I think massage therapy is something that I want to get into or maybe they are that unicorn who's like, I am obsessed with the lymph yeah, and, yeah. I'm, and I'm 16 years old. <laughs> I love those people. Yeah. Where are those people? But, what advice would you give to them as they're about to graduate high school? So in high school, I love, they never did this when I was in high school, but there's more of this sports medicine stuff. Mm -hmm. And I love it because it talks about not just being a doctor and not just doing, you know, the extreme kind of stuff. It's you know, this is how you can help with injuries. And injuries is inflammation. Massage, physiotherapy, that's that's where you start. Because you have to have something to be just a lymph therapist is, is rare. Mm -hmm. Plus, in this day and age, if you don't have a good solid foundation to grow upon, it's really difficult. So for example, if you're not a massage therapist, A, my clients can't direct bill for it, mm -hmm. which is unfortunate. And so less people are going to use it. Right. So then you only see the very extreme plus wealthy individuals that come in for their regular sessions. But because I'm a massage therapist, I have ground to stand on. If I'm a physiotherapist, same thing. So when I teach lymph drainage therapy, or sometimes we call it lymph drainage therapy, when we teach it around the world, we teach it to anybody who has a, a current existing medical background. So acupuncturists, naturopaths, right. osteopaths, physical therapists, occupational therapists. We've taught vets because pets have lymph too. Sure. So I, it's fun living in Calgary because sometimes I get to go work on horses, mm -hmm. right? Spruce Meadows is not far. <laughs> so sometimes I get to work on horses and I've worked on so many different animals because they all have lymph too. So any kind of medical background is where you get a foothold into be able to work more with the lymph. So dentists, doctors, et cetera, more nurses are getting into it, especially for palliative care. Mm -hmm. And we do work a lot of, with people who are in those last couple of days because their body starts to shut down. So they get swelling, which is painful. Yeah, yeah. So there's so many, way too many applications for it at times, which I love, but it's hard to focus in. No, yeah. I get it. <clears throat> well, that's a, yeah, it's just an interesting thing. I think that's becoming more and more uh, prevalent. People are becoming more interested in, in lymph, I think, as time goes by. Uh, maybe I'm just biased because I hear you talk about it all the time. So. All the time. I know. <laughs> like most people say that my Facebook feed is more about lymph than it is my children. Right. And But my children know a lot about lymph. So, 
You know, <laughs> I right. think I think they're getting the good stuff right off the bat. Plus, they 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 have to be your TikTok stars, right? That's then. eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's gonna be some cool TikToks about. Because <laughs> it's not gonna be me. <laughs> that's right. That's right. If people were interested to follow up with you, see what you're about, yeah. what are some easy ways to do so online? Yeah. So we have our website, which is www.lymphbalance.com. Um, we're also on Facebook, so Lymph Balance Center, and we have an awesome group that is called the Lymph Balance Community, where we do a lot of interactive conversations with clients and try and answer questions and events and so on. Um, but, you know, most time it's going through the website. I do get, you know, the emails to robin at lymphbalance.com, mm-hmm. which is great. We have clients who come from all over, and it's just because nobody else seems to geek out about it like we do, <laughs> which... I'm okay with. My grand scheme is to have a lymph balance center in Vancouver or yeah, in yeah. Edmonton and eventually, you know, to some of the uh, the areas that right now they're having to move the patients to other centers. Like, I'd love to go up to Whitehorse and to mm-hmm. Yellowknife and work with patients up there because lymph issues don't do better when you go up in the airplane. They get worse. Yeah, I, so, I transporting the patients is not a wise move. It's mm-hmm. you have to transport the professional, right? Mm-hmm. So, there's just such a a large population that you know as we look more and more online just can't find people close by so it's the hard part thanks robin you're welcome thanks for having me thank you so much for listening all the links to follow up with robin are in the show notes until we speak again have a great day Uh, uh,